what's up? Welcome to another Mike Janela Show. I am Mike. This is my 11th podcast episode. Hopefully it won't be my last. Make sure to check out MikeJanela.com for all the past episodes of the show to find out about our cool intro music and also to keep up with me. This week, we've got a man of many names on the show. You may know him now online as Big Al. You may have known him in the past as Muscles Glasses. I know him as the charming and dapper Alex Perot. Alex, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going? I just have one message for all the people listening out there. You don't have to go and do what Mike said and check out all the other 10 podcasts before this one. This is the only one you'll ever have to listen to. You're welcome. All right, you saved all the listeners so much time, so you're already I'm, on their good side. I'm going to pack in 10 podcasts worth of content into this one. <laughs> well, I'm the, the kind of guy you are, the amount of content you do, I don't put it past you. And we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about uh, what you're up to now, sports manias. We're going to talk about your days on Epic Mealtime. We're going to talk about how you're just a social media freaking wizard uh, on everything. But first, I mean, I guess letting the people know why you're on the show, why you're important. I mean, what do you call yourself? YouTube star, social media superstar? What's kind of uh, when you talk to girls at the bar and they ask you what do you do, what do you say? Um, I tell them, listen, my name's Alex. You can call me Alex. And I don't like the question, what do you do? What do you do seems to seems to say to, to a person that what you do defines you. I don't want that, you know? I want to know how you live your life. And that's how I, I that's what I asked them. Wow, say that's so poetic. That's why they all go home with you, right? No, no, no. I never take any of them home. I want them there's no time to spend with me. I want them going to live their life. <laughs> I'm going in to talk to girls only for mo- motivational purposes. I want to motivate them wow. to live their life the way they want to, the way they should, the way they deserve. <laughs> so that's how the ladies handle you. You handle ladies, but the way people might know you is because you do, obviously, your online content. And I wanted to talk to you about that kind of in general before we got to some of your specific work where people may see you. Um, you kind of started, I mean, basically, you make your career, you're, you know, you're on YouTube. You've been on there for, I mean, what, five, six years you've been doing online videos? Yeah. So, okay, in this hypothetical girl situation at the bar, right. if, if for some reason someone orders, hey, I'll have the, the loaded nachos and the nachos come with everything on them and pulled pork and bacon and the, and the guy is like, well, this is something I would see on Epic Mealtime. Then I would, the girl would be like me, like, what's that? And I'll be like, oh, I was actually on that show. This is what it is. Here's a video. Well, it has a lot of views. Yeah, I know. Okay, back <laughs> to you. That's what I do in a polite way. And so that's how people might know me. I was on Epic Mealtime. Long answer, short. Right. So how does one go about... I, know I, you... I start... I always start... Some people say, like, uh, long story short. I always start with the long story. So I give it to you. I give you the long story, and then I'll give you the short version after as well. But I don't I don't save you the long story. You. I know you want the long story. That's why I have you on here. That's why we have, you know, this podcast recording, because we have all this time. So long stories are encouraged. Uh, long but... stories are always better. I prefer... When someone says long story short to me, I'm like, please, like, no, don't. No short. Don't give me that. I want the long version. What am I, some sort of pressed for time cold business guy no no, no. <laughs> i have all the time in the world to listen to you and i want to hear this long story all right well we're gonna have a couple i'm sure uh between you and me so mm-hmm. let's get uh, let's get to i it. got so- a story i got a story of mike janella doing 
karaoke in Austin, Texas. Oh, Everyone want to hear that one? <laughs> what, did, what did I do? It was in sync, I think, right? Or something like that? Of course. Don't pretend like you don't remember what you did. Oh, man. No, because I have a you couple went... of go-tos. I got my in sync. I got my One Direction, my Celine Dion. So I, I rotate them. I lose track. But I know it's one of those, like, my five in my rotation. Yeah, I, I know it was a boy band. So Celine Dion's out. And I think at the time, it was, you know, a few years ago now, One Direction wasn't in, in the karaoke scene yet. Had to be in sync then. Uh, you, yeah, it was definitely in sync. Oh, that night, man, I brought the I was, house down. I think I was blacked out going through TSA security for my flight the next morning, um, and I woke up like in the middle of the air, wondering what the hell happened. But it was yeah. worth it. It was a good night. Definitely, um, you went through the the uh, the security thing, and it buzzed, and you didn't have any metal on you. <laughs> but you're, uh, and the guy's like, I think I think the thing detected. You have an unusually high amount of tequila in your system. <laughs> yeah, the sir. BAC was not TSA approved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So back to getting me off track with our amazing stories. Back to the YouTube stuff. So how did you – how does one get a career? Because, I mean, people are always watching YouTube, obviously, you know, billions of minutes watched a day. And obviously right. a lot of folks are making money and careers out of it. How do you go, you know, serious question about making that kind of your lifestyle and not just doing it for fun with your iPhone in your bedroom? Right. Um, here's the thing. Making it for fun in your iPhone, in your bedroom, is how you go about doing that. Uh, and I'm being fully serious. Um, when you say, you know, how do you make that a career? You can't go and make it a career in the, in the traditional sense of a career like you would make accounting your career. You know, the only way to do about it is to it is to do it in your in your bedroom, on your phone. You're having fun with it. You could have higher quality stuff too. It doesn't have to be on your phone. It doesn't have to be in your bedroom. It could be an actual scripted thing. But either way, you have to be having fun with it. Um, and the people that are watching, not only will see you're having fun with it, but they will themselves have fun with it that way. And that's the only way I would ever say to go about it. Um, and and I wouldn't also go about it with the intention of making it your career. Um, that's how a lot of people you, set yourself up for failure. Exactly, and I, and, I'm, and also I'm, I'm not saying that to uh, to say you you should be scared of that failure, um, because I think I believe strongly in not being scared of, of failing at anything. Um, but if you're if you're going into it with that kind of career mindset, I think that hinders then the whole production value and experience that you need to have to make the product good enough to go viral and that will actually make it your career. So it's a double-edged sword, you know? The mm -hmm. only way to make it your career is to do it in a way that's not trying to make it your career, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of one of the ironies of any a lot of jobs. Uh, you right. want to you want to get to the end goal, but to get there, you got to not be thinking that far ahead. What about like the nuts and bolts, though? Once you do kind of make it, you get some traction, you get a little bit viral a couple times – because it's not just YouTube that just writes you a check or writes Tyler Oakley or Brody Smith the check or sends them money. So how mm -hmm. do you go about once you establish yourself turning it into something that's not just a hobby? Well, that's a, that's a loaded question. It's a big question. Just like you like your nachos. That's how I like my questions. You're right. Can you, can you repeat it? There was too many parts for me to get it. <laughs> let, me, let me sum it up, the question. Long story short. Correct. 
Exactly. I, you... I loved a long story, but then, then long story I realized short. I can't remember it all. How do you go from making YouTube a successful hobby to making it something you do full time that you can make a living off right. of? Right. So how do you define it as a successful hobby? Um, let's say you are that accountant that comes home and does his YouTube once a week, you know, reviews video games or wrestling or The Bachelor or whatever. But yeah. he still has his nine to five job. Right. That's a successful hobby. But right. when that accountant quits his job because now he can make YouTube videos all the time, how does he go from point A to point B and still be able to, you know, pay the mortgage, buy his subway for lunch, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I don't I don't know if there's um a point A to a point B. It's almost when point A meets join uh point B and you kind of let point A go, you know? You're you're you would be an accountant until the point where your YouTube success you feel can sustain your lifestyle without the accounting. And then you just let the accounting go. And just because you let the accounting go doesn't mean you start doing things different. You're not going to, um, you know, change what has worked. You do the things you do and that will just now you have more time to do them and you have more time to expand on those things. And maybe that's where your question is, you know, how can you expand on those things? Um, and I think it always goes back to measuring your audience and, and what they want and knowing what they want. Uh, you know, I listened to, you know, we're doing a podcast here, um, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Oh, you ever hear that? I love it. I'm a subscriber. Yeah. Did you listen to the one with Vince McMahon? Yeah, I've watched that one live, actually, the video one. Right. So he, um, I, I listened to it. I didn't see the video. Um, Vince McMahon said a big part of the WWE success, and no one can, no one can question the success of the WWE. Um, the big part of it is they know how to gauge what their fans want, right? Um, and it's the same thing on YouTube. You have to engage, uh, gauge what they want, whether it be the content that they want, the merchandise that they want, if they want it, um, the engagement that they want from you on social media. You know, expanding past YouTube into other social platforms where you think your audience will be and will enjoy. And then potentially modifying what your content is um, or adding to it, adding an extra day of content, actually adding a different uh, spinoff, you know, show. Um, and that's that's 100% customized that you uh, customizations that you have to do. Uh, based on your audience, and every audience is different. So that's, it's not like you can have a cookie-cutter answer. So now, at what point so, did you realize to use sorry, your mouth? If you hear, do you hear anything in the background right now? Uh, a little bit. There's some cooking going on or something like that? Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm on the barbecue, right? Oh, nice. And about five minutes before you called me for the, to do this podcast, I turned on the barbecue, um, closed the lid, went to go sit down and then we did this podcast and, and then I and then I noticed as I was answering that last question he's <laughs> on fire there's it seems kind of bright from the opening <laughs> from the side of the barbecue kind of orangey in there I opened it and there's a lot of fire oh. and then I was as I was answering the question I'm like I can't blow now and blow out this fire and, and mess up this question so I have to finish it but wait <gasps> all right you're safe. You're safe now. We're good. Yeah. All right. So now I also had to had to go on that tirade because I was not going to be able to think about putting out the fire and hear and comprehend your next question. <laughs> you so, are a multitasker, man. I give you that. 
no, I'm not a multitasker. That's why I had to just do the fire and talk about the fire because I would not be able to listen to you. All right. Well, you're good now. We don't need any asbestos blankets or anything for you. So mm. we'll move on. Um, right. So what, at what point, to use your analogy from before, like, you yeah. know, point A becomes point B and you can kind of enjoy your success. When did mm. you realize that was the case with you and Epic Mealtime? When did it go from just being fun to being like, wow, this has actually taken off? Um, well, Epic Mealtime is a bad example of that because Epic Mealtime was one of the rare instances where it blew up right away. Mm-hmm. Episode one. Um, and that's why I say you can't go into it with the idea of, of being successful because you never know when you will be successful, when your video will take off. You don't know what's going to take off. You can just always make good stuff and hopefully one will take off. Um, but for Epic Mealtime, we just did a video, friends in the backyard having fun. Um, it was there was no plan to it, and it, when it was released on YouTube, then it, it it took off, it blew up, and then we decided since it took off, okay, let's make a second video. Um, and so that's, and and that one took off. So there was no there was no kind of choice for us. Um, it was either don't make a video again because. We don't want to. Or if right. you do make a video again, it will be popular. We already know that because you somehow got 100,000 subscribers in the first week. Um, so there was not that that uh, middle ground. Um, so it's really and and then and the and here's the here's what it comes down to. It was better for us to make videos than to not make videos, and, and that's when it comes down to to everybody at any point. It's do you want to make a video or not, and it's obvious when it when it's um, to the point where you're actually earning from your videos enough to live and enough to do what you want to do, and you don't need to do another job that you don't like doing. That okay, you stop that job and you're doing what you want to doing. It's the same mentality though. You're still keep continuing. Do I want to make a video or not? Um, and that's and that's kind of the mentality you have to have. And then if it's going well, there's always business things that you can bring in but that that's always on the side right that's what i think a lot of people don't realize is that you can do not only do you get you know money from the ad sales the small chunk that youtube gives you but you can have partnerships you can have expansion you can make your brand more than just outside that little box in somebody's phone that they see every week when the video comes out yeah um i agree but and, and also though to be to be honest i don't think people should be thinking about um making youtube money and and thinking about that's that's how they can become a YouTuber and, and do it full time. I think that's um, unrealistic of a you're all in on that one strategy um, because you can like we like we've talked about you can make videos and be consistent with videos um, and hopefully one day it'll take off, but. In your, in your other time that you have not making these videos, you can also do things within the industry that are closer to being a YouTube person um, rather than being an accountant, you know? And, yeah. that's yeah. Gonna, and that's just going to complement one another. Um, just like you were, I don't know, I'm assuming your audience knows your, your background, um, but you were doing videos for Guinness World Records. So right, that, was right. your, that was your daytime job 
So that is pretty close to being a YouTube for a career, even though it's not the Mike Janella channel. You know, that's pretty close. And so that's what people should be looking to doing something if it's not making videos for somebody else and who they're going to pay you a salary to do. And all that's doing is giving you an education on what things you can apply to your channel if that's something you want to do. Yeah, you should do Sorry. a course on this, like, you know, YouTubing 101 or something. This is very good information for those people trying to maybe jumpstart this as a career when really they may be a bit misguided. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like saying, hey, I want to be, I want to be Matthew McConaughey. And then all you do is go um, and, and audition for movies that Matthew McConaughey auditions with for. Um, and you don't do any smaller gigs to, to work your way up. Um, it's possible to work, but the, the smaller gigs could also add to your experience, add to your exposure, everything like that. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead you to where you want to be. Um, so it's the same thing with YouTube. Um, if you're doing YouTube videos, but then the rest of the day you're doing whatever, chopping salad for, for a living, um, doing something else that's not at all video or YouTube related, then you know that's you're not getting as much practice as other people are. Right. Strap a GoPro on while you're chopping salad and start that new food channel. Um, there you go. Let's exactly. <laughs> let's talk that's about a genius idea. There yeah. you go, Mike. You should you should have a course on one on one of YouTubing. Uh, I just can't cook. That's my problem. Um, let's talk. Um... Neither can I or anybody on Extra Meal Time. <laughs> well, we know you can't. You just lit your whole barbecue on fire in the middle of a podcast, so that's mm -hmm. proved itself. Um, let's talk about Epic Meal Time. A lot of the stuff, obviously, that people watch, and if you haven't ever seen this before, it's basically monstrosity food creations and Epic Meal Time on YouTube. You get the idea after a video. Everyone always asks you, I'm sure, what was the craziest thing? What was your favorite? What did you love to eat the most? I want to ask you, was there ever a time where you guys made something and you immediately regretted it? Like, this was terrible. This tastes disgusting. This was a bad idea. Yes, uh, there was. And the answer is when we cooked brains. <laughs> that sounds pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We didn't have to go shopping and, and uh, start cooking to know it's a bad idea or, or get to the point of tasting it. Right at the inception of the idea when we said, hey, it's, uh, let's do like a, a zombie episode and let's, let's make the meal brains. We knew from that point that we were going to regret it, um, and we did. I'll tell you what, we we took we got a Big Mac. We we threw out the patties and put a a brain instead. So it was a big a brain Big Mac, you know, of course. Brain Mac, um, yeah, yeah, brain Mac. Then we then we took some scrambled eggs and we 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 scrambled some some brains into the eggs. So you got some scrambled egg and brain. We put that on a big platter. And uh, tell you what, brains, they have the exact same consistency as scrambled eggs, but they taste. <laughs> what? But they taste like a mix of cough syrup and poison. Uh, well. So it's cough syrup, and, cough syrup and poison tasting scrambled eggs. And uh, next question. Next question. Uh, do, you, do you watch? Do you, I mean, you left, what, two years ago now? Three years ago? Yeah. yeah. Do you still Something keep up like with that. the videos at all? Do you ever go back and watch? Or are you kind of like uh, Steve Austin, like we were talking about before, once you leave and the Attitude Era is over, you kind of just start doing your own thing and you don't look back? 
Yes, I'm exactly like Steve Austin. <laughs> well, I read one. I, uh, I read one interview you did online where you said when you when you left, you know, The Rock left WWE and Timberlake left in sync, and that yeah. was you. You're comparing yourself, so yeah, you're just you're on Mount Rushmore with all these breakaway guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't mean to say The Rock and NSYNC as in like, oh, I'm so awesome like them. Because yes, The Rock and NSYNC are so awesome. Obviously, but I meant it more as in The Rock left WWE and Justin Timberlake left NSYNC with the confidence of doing different projects um, and succeeding at those other projects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can work with different people. You know, it's, it's not like they're, some people say, they oh, they went off and did a solo thing. No, they went off and worked with other people. The Rock worked with different actors. Justin Timberlake worked with different musicians along the, along the way. Um, and he did different projects that he was interested in. And so that was... Um, what I meant by the that comparison and the Stone Cold, um, you know, I, I left and now I haven't really kept up with it. I've been doing my own projects that are still in the video world, so I've been I've been doing those. Um, and um, yeah, let's talk about some of those. You're on Sports Manias now, and you did your diehard stadium tour, which I thought was an awesome idea and genius, especially for the kind of guy you are, you know, never met a stranger and to go to all these places and ex- you'll explain it. Tell the people kind of what okay. sports mania it is and what sure. the diehard tour was and what you are up to now. Sure. Yeah. So when I left Epic meal time, I wanted to uh, still do something in the YouTube and video world. Um, I, I really liked it a lot. And it was something that I, like I talked about before, kind of happened by luck and out of nowhere. And I never envisioned my life going that path. Um, and when it did, I really, I really enjoyed it. So I want to stay in that world. Um, I want to get out of the food world for a bit and just do something a little different, but I definitely want to do something that I loved as much as food and I could see myself doing every day. Um, and I thought, I think sports is that, that, um, other thing, you know, sports and food that pretty much describes me. Um, what else do you need? I don't think you need much. You need a TV for the sports. You need... Um, I was going to say a plate for the food, but I don't really need a plate. So you just need the food. Um, and, and yeah, I started looking at, uh, different sports companies. Um, well at, at first the idea was kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. I thought, Hey, let's do my own sports show. Um, but then I have no resources in the sports world, you know, to do yeah. anything. It's yeah. not like food where I can just go to the supermarket. So I thought, Hey, let's, let's, partner with a sports company um and either whether it be like a a nike or something like that or um an espn or a sports media company like that you know and and do something and um i finally found one that was closer to the espn um called sports manias and they're based out of miami uh which is much nicer in december than montreal slightly yeah 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 slightly and uh, we just hit it off and kind of they liked where I had been. I liked where they had been and it seemed like a perfect fit. And I could come in and, and they're kind of a sports media company startup. So they're trying to compete with the ESPNs, you know, but in a digital way where ESPN has all TV. Uh, sports Manias was all about like the app on your phone. And for, for all the sports fans, you can just get this app and it's the perfect app for a sports fan. Um, and they wanted me to come in and have that entertainment side that we can bring to YouTube and other social media platforms. Like we added Snapchat and Instagram, and I'm kind of running all those and making entertaining content um, every day. And and for YouTube, what our first project was 
I got to go on this road trip across the U.S. to 13 NFL stadiums in 13 weeks, and I was just driving from city from one NFL city to the next, and got my GoPro, got my other camera, and was just filming my experience on the road trip uh, on Sundays, tailgating before the game, going to the game, and each week was one episode. Um, and that was really cool. And then, you know, putting those up for the, my first thing that I did after meal time and, um, the, the fans really liked it. And, and viewers, some viewers came from after meal time and they're like, Oh, cool. Found you here. And other new viewers came in and they kind of only know me for this. Um, so it's cool to kind of start this new thing, um, that was kind of nerve wracking when leaving after meal time, but now feels awesome that got to this stage. Which was the best city uh, stadium event you went to? What was your favorite? Oh, there were so many great ones. Everyone was very unique, which was the great part of the series. That every week it wasn't like the same tailgate, the same game, and kind of repetitive. Even though for me it was kind of repetitive steps, the experiences along the way were very unique. Um, Buffalo might have been the most unique one. Really? It was, it was before the crazy snow hit hit Buffalo, so it was, it was not that smart. Uh, uh, no, it was not that crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's smart. I hit it earlier, um, and there's still just a, a tiny bit of snow. And I'm in Buffalo, and all day I'm walking in the different tailgate lots, and everyone's like, "Hey, at at 11:30, you got to go to lot D. I forget which lot it was, but lot D, let's say, um, for the ketchup ceremony." <laughs> and a couple do, people do told me this. A couple people told me this, and my my response each time was, "What's what? Okay, yeah, I'll I'll go." But what's the ketchup ceremony? Um, and and the, and they were their answer was, "Can't tell you. You just have to go." Each one of them. So I thought that was weird, and that I have to go. And so I went to this ketchup ceremony. I showed up at eleven thirty. Nothing's happening, nothing's happening, until all of a sudden, hoedown music comes on. Very, very loud. And then that hoedown music, I believe, switched to hip-hop music. So some sort of, like, crazy intro. And everyone starts doing dancing and doing, like, the hoedown where you where you cross each other's arms, you know? And and obviously, yeah. Yeah. And they're going in and out, and they're dancing, and they're jumping, and they start yelling and chanting, ketchup, ketchup. Catch up, catch up, catch up. Just really loud. And all of a sudden, all these, uh, like, two or three people jump onto this truck with big big bags full of ketchup containers. And now all of a sudden, again, everything's all of a sudden in this story. Because everything's coming at me. I'm in the middle of this circle of people dancing, yelling ketchup, looking up these men with ketchup bottles. And then this, like, 60-year-old... Farmer looking like hasn't shaved in 80 years. Runs up from in back of this crowd and through the crowd with a burger. Okay. And he runs up to the truck, opens up his burger and yells to the three people on the on the top of the truck. Ketchup, please. And they start squirting all their bottles onto his burger and subsequently all over him. Head to toe in ketchup. This makes and no sense. I have so many questions. Makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but I have no answers for you. <laughs> Let's three get that out of the way. <laughs> a good three minutes of 
ketchup squirting head to toe. Then they pull out the mustard. Oh, surprise mustard goes with ketchup. <laughs> mustard head ceremony. Head to toe. He turns around. He has glasses on. He takes off his glasses so his eyes are fully clear because his glasses were full. He's head to toe on ketchup mustard. His his burger, though, is, head, is like covered in ketchup mustard, too. He closes it, takes a bite, throws his arm in the air, and everyone goes crazy and starts dancing around him. That I... I want to ask questions, but you say you have no – like, do they do this every Sunday? Is it the same old guy? When did it start? Why? I could do a whole podcast about just that. I tell you what. Those are all good questions. I wish you were there with me to be able to ask them because I was in too much of a, sh- of a state of shock to be able to comprehend those See, those questions. And those questions would not come down from my brain and out my mouth because my brain was just like, where – Am I? Am I gonna die? What the <laughs> am I hell die? is this? Uh, is this is this is this awesome or is this really scary? Is this normal? Buffalo? What the? F- Sorry. Ah, ah. Now you gotta go beep that. Not extra. I don't get paid by the minute for this, Alex. Now I gotta go bleep in the in post. Can um, I ask what what are the words that uh, need bleeping? Is it just the f word? Uh, the f word, the s word, um, probably the two syllable a word. And then um, that should be that should be it. Just want to make okay. sure I'm you know I'm still in the family friendly in the iTunes section, so I don't want to lose that respect from Apple. That's all. Did you say S word? Yeah. The S H. Yes. Okay. How many S words do you know? Uh, I, I say suck a lot. Okay, that's fine. We can go with. But that. I say suck to like replace all uh, all other swear words. All right, good. You're a little like catch-all replacement player. Exactly. Uh, well, that's why you got to take me on the next Die Hard tour, man, because you can do all the stuff you do great, and then I can bring that hard-hitting journalism. You know, when you're in shell-shocked, I can bring these heavy-hitting questions to the people. You just really like ketchup. That too, and mustard. I love them together. That's why I like McDonald's hamburgers, because they mix it up. It's perfect. Uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday about mustard, and we were like, how weird is mustard? No one. If you put mustard on your fingertip and put it in your mouth, it's the worst thing in the world. But but everyone loves it as a sauce. Yeah, it's a magical mystery sauce. I don't know what to tell you. I like it. No, I love it. Everyone loves it. All right. All right. Back but to it sucks <laughs> on its own. But like a lot of things, when they're by themselves, they're no good. When they mix it with something else. Um, then you get it. So what's the next big project? That was obviously your big one. I saw you expanded to do some baseball stadiums and stuff like that. What's coming up next for you video-wise? I know you're doing social media right now, but what's the next big video project? So the best, uh, the, the best video project and the next big video project is something we're working on now for fantasy football season um, because Sportsmania, as I mentioned before, is, a, is an app that you can download for free. Um, and... Basically, we're coming out with a new feature that is one of a kind for fantasy football. Uh, Mike, you play fantasy football? I used I, to, but I stopped because there's because, a new running back every year like, who comes out of nowhere, and I get frustrated. Oh, come on. Sorry. But you can convince me. This is your pitch. How are you going to get me back into fantasy football? Mike, you say that there's a new running back that comes out every year. Am I right? Yep. So what if I told you, you could have on your mobile device the answer to that, to give you the upper edge. Ooh, I'm stroking my mustache right now. Exactly. You just grew a mustache and are able to stroke (laughs) it. And Mike, you're going to be able to download this app for free 
onto your what? mobile device so that at all times within the day, 24-7, when you have your phone in your pocket, even while you're sleeping, because for some reason you're sleeping with jeans on and your phone's in your pocket and you wake up and, oh, man, it's at 8%. Shoot. I can say shoot, right? Shoot you can say, yeah. I'll say shoot all day long. <laughs> so, Mike, you download this and then you input just the teams that you care about. And you have a personalized news feed where you get instant notifications from across the country about everything that's happening. And then if you have a fantasy football team, well, you can upload your fantasy football team right into the app. And we're going to send you notifications every time anything happens of importance to any of your players. So you'll never like you're never two hours late and someone else heard about it first and you go to pick up a player and he's gone. Because another manager took Jamal Charles's backup, even though he doesn't have Jamal Charles, you have Jamal Charles, and you get screwed out that, of Jamal Charles's that's backup. When I get Am the, I for real? That's when I get the most pissed off, man. Let me tell you. Exactly. So that you're not going to get pissed off anymore. You will have a pissed off free life where you're going to have Jamal Charles, and you're going to get a notification. Oh, sorry, you shouldn't have taken Jamal Charles, idiot, and with the first fourth round pick, fourth overall pick, because you know what? He just broke his knee, but. At least now you're new, you know first, and you can go pick up his backup. You're welcome. This sports I, mania. Thank you very much. This I promise was not just an elaborate podcast for the giant sports mania's commercial, but it is a cool app. So make sure yeah. you get it. Um, Tell you what, you could not have written that commercial. So I know it couldn't have been planned. That was all off the top of my head in my best WWE. We're going to bring it up for a third time. Rent <laughs> on the microphone. I'm in, I'm rolling around my backyard in a. 10 by 10 wrestling ring with a mic just cutting promos on sports yeah, videos just cutting promos uh, well you came to the wrong podcast because i'm a i'm a subscriber to the network um i just went to the event in brooklyn this weekend the night before summer i'm a huge we can go on a tangent on wwe for another let's, hour let's different not different podcast next time you come on <laughs> wrestling only um, That's the Alex Perot podcast. It's a six-hour podcast <laughs> about wrestling. We talk about WrestleMania, and it's longer than WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, do you? Did you ever? Do you still ever have any desires or wishes to ever go quote unquote mainstream or old school, like get onto TV or onto Netflix, a series, anything like that? Or are you loving kind of where digital is going, and this is where you're happy for the next X number of years? Both. Okay, so you're. So I'm ha I'm very happy where I am. Um, if the opportunity arises, I think the the uh, great thing about the digital world is that it's not limiting. It c it can very much be set to your schedule, um, and it's flexible hours because it's always you know the internet. Um, so I could easily do other projects and other opportunities that come up, whether it be traditional TV, whether it be some random other company that has nothing to do with video. Um, and I can still do it at the same time as digital. So that's why I said both. No, it makes sense. You don't want to close any doors. No, exactly. You can't close any doors. And you have no idea about some doors that are coming, that are coming up. They'll um, hit you in the face and you won't know it's an opportunity right until face. you get there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, before yeah. we get, we always do a lightning round at the end of the show uh, with our guests. So before that's we get to that. Part. That's the best. That's what, that's what everyone's listening for. That's exactly. I've told people, hey, I haven't tweeted it yet, but I'm about to. I'm about to tweet, hey, you better get ready for this podcast lightning round. It's at the end, but you'll like it. 
make sure you put my at in there so you know I get some of your thousands and thousands of followers. Um, of course, plug plug it in, plug, plug it in right it's now. It's all about plugging, baby. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you that the one last thing though before we get to the lightning round. It's about social media because you're you're trying to make Snapchat a big thing now, and you have you had a lot of success with it. You're on all the – and give the people your handles right now. You're on everything. Just the Alex okay. Perot. Why don't you spell oh. it out for them? Yeah. So the T-H-E, Alex, A-L-E-X, Perot. That's the tough one. P-E-R-R-A-U-L-T. You're making it to a song. It's not that tough. Oh. The Alex Perot. And I'm also on every platform at Sports Manias. So that's sports with an S. Manias with an S, M A N I A S. Plug in usernames right at you. Sponsored by Mike Janella. <laughs> yeah, at Mike Janella. My question though is how do you decide professionally what to kind of go after? Because I feel like every time one app blows up, it, the lifestyle, life cycle of it can be so short. Uh, Meerkat was really hot for like a month and then it was, Periscope came and it was gone. Now I feel like everyone who was using Periscope is already past it. Snapchat seems to be hanging around. Vine, once Instagram did video, kind of died. How do you decide what to put effort to, what's worth the risk, or do you just throw everything at the wall and see what happens? I am not at all a throw everything at the wall type of guy. Um, I am a big proponent of choosing one thing or two things or whatever small amount of things that you are very comfortable with um, and that you can devote a large amount of resources, whether it be time or money or effort or whatever, into making that perfect and what it needs to be. Um, now, if you have the resources to throw everything at the wall, then great, but most people don't. Most people can't be on every social platform and do every social platform the best um, that they could. Um, so I like choosing two or three. Um, so I don't have the problem with the every new thing that comes up. If something new thing comes up that I that I really really think is going to be great, then then I'll pick it up. But, but most of the time that doesn't happen. You know, everything's everything's a new thing and not really impressive until it actually blows up. And then if it actually blows up and I see more benefit of getting onto it, like Snapchat, I wasn't the earliest adopter of it. Um, but then when I saw it kept growing, then I saw more benefits and I saw that um, there still wasn't any uh, big sports people on Snapchat. So I said, hey, there's there's a lot of benefit of doing that. Um, I could probably have the time to do that. We could probably do something really cool on Snapchat. So we started that Sports Mania Snapchat and we've had a lot of success with it. I've uh, been nominating, nominated for some awards, had, see, had some articles uh, written about it. So that's been really cool. And those are just additional things but those those kind of um you know give you the gratification at least that you made the right choice and you're in going in the right direction so that's how i kind of handle that nice and now we just have to wait and see what the the next thing that comes out in a few months is and exactly there definitely while. will be something there definitely will be something you just don't know what it is and and exactly if, it, if it's worthwhile or not all right cue sound effects that i don't have it's lightning round time yeah, we can make our own sound effects. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I guess lightning doesn't have any sound. It's thunder, but you get the idea. Um, let's. Yeah. I didn't actually have this one planned, but now that we kind of got into it a little bit, it just came to me. If you could be a tag partner with any WWE wrestler of all time, who would you tag partner with? Mm, good question. Now, I'd love to say Shawn Michaels or The Rock or... 
Stone Cold. But I'm not going to say that. Shawn Michaels already has a very famous tag team partner in Marty Jannetty. The Rock and Stone Cold are too big as as individual singles fighters um, to be like a, a real respected doubles. It's always a gimmick. So I'm going to take Goldberg. Oh, I did not expect that at all. Yeah, exactly. Goldberg, secretly the best wrestler of all time. That's uh, whatever. I'm going to let that go without no, no, signifying a response. Not, here's the thing. When you say best wrestler of all time, you mean your favorite because there's no actual best, right? Since it's fake. Spoiler alert. Scripted, scripted, not scripted, fake. Yeah. Scripted, scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I have no th- I have nothing against fake. It's great. It's the, wrestling's the new theater. Yeah. Either way, you can't be the best at it physically you can just be someone's favorite right um or it's it's objective but if you take it um by record Goldberg might That's be the true. best what was he like 138 and two in his career or something yeah. crazy yeah something crazy so i'll take that solid man and he could be he can reinvent his career as a doubles you know wrestler with big al and we could be the double we can be like doubles and people forget about goldberg that's why your reaction right there when you said, ah, Goldberg. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want him. All right. You could be the talking manager, too. You could walk down, do the mic work, and then jump exactly. in the ring. Be perfect. Exactly. Um, you, I forget. You're, you're a Canadiens guy, right? Or what's your main team that you love to follow? Um, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I'm a Peyton Manning fan. Okay. So, so I, follow, I was following the Colts forever when, when, uh, when he left to – Denver, I I had to make a decision. Do I do I stay with the Colts or do I follow Peyton? I followed Peyton, and I'm waiting for him to retire, and then I'll be a free agent and follow a new team. Other than that, I don't really have any allegiance. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Also, who this isn't the lightning round question because this is the no. fo- this is the lead up should to I the be, big question. Should I, be, should I be shortening my answers here? Maybe it's not really. This yeah. is more like a like a long rain shower round as opposed okay. to a lightning round. So I'll far. go back to lightning. You want yeah. one word answers? Right? Back to lightning. Um, I want real- one word. Uh, no, it could be two or three, you know, just, a, you know, not, okay. uh, we don't need paragraphs Not more here. than three. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. No more than three. That's my rule. Give me, um, doesn't have to be the celebrity crush, but give me your, one of your celebrity crushes. Like, you know, who would you love to go on a date with? How did we get to that question from It's going to make sense. One. It's going to make sense okay, in a okay, second. Sorry, just answer sorry, it. sorry, sorry. Celebrity crush? Yeah. Oh, so many. Just one. Doesn't have to be the one. Um, Jennifer Aniston. All right, so you can spend one night with Jennifer Aniston. She'll let you do whatever you want. And that could all be I just playing is, foosball. All I want is for her to read to me. Yeah. All right, so, so you can have a soothing voice. You have a whole night, Jennifer Aniston, just reading you the phone book. And hug me. And hugging you. Or you can catch a touchdown from Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl. Which one would you pick? Good question, Mike. Now you see why we got there. Okay. You got to preface it with like, hey, this is a two-parter. Don't worry. We'll get there. Trust me. This is a trust exercise. I know, but you have to tell me to trust you beforehand. <laughs> okay. I can't just trust you. I don't trust you yet. Okay. For that. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to go back to the three-word rule. <sighs> Peyton Manning Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so, too. Good answer. Thank you. Um, this one was inspired by a tweet I saw from you the other day. You screenshotted... Um, your Tinder app and the one girl <laughs> who was like, you look like the guy from Epic Mealtime and all this other stuff. And you wrote back, you know, I am. So yeah, how well, many, it was, the funniest, it was the funniest. Sorry. I'll let you go. 
No, go ahead, finish. I was just gonna say, it was the funniest interaction I've ever had because it wasn't only because I've gotten like you looked like the guy from F Meal Time or you looked like Muscle Stasis before, but this was like he, she said three things in a row. She it was said, where you lived, right? She said where I live. She like she like guessed where I lived, um, and then she like as a joke, and then she she guessed that I spoke French, and then she said, "Oh, also you kind of look like Muscle Stasis," and I wrote back. Like that is crazy. You know exactly where I live. That's you're right, a hundred percent. I do speak French. Not many people know that, and I am muscles glasses. <laughs> <laughs> she, I was just thinking, she probably got all those messages and was like, "Whoa, what? Yeah, what that's, is happening?" I was joking about everything, but it's all true. Yeah, how did she? Because the screenshot cut off when you had your reply. How did she reply to that? I think I think she kind of played it cool. She didn't freak out. She kind of played it cool, but so cool that I'm not sure if she even, if she thought I was joking. Right. Um, you know, and I, I never addressed it to because I don't care enough to be like, no, seriously, bro. I am. Right. Look at the links, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the lightning round Follow question me. is, yeah, I was inspired by that. How many times have you been able to, let's say, leverage your online celebrity in the female department? Ballpark like figure. Um, not that many, um, because most of it would have been after the fact, after I left F meal time, mm. because while I was in F meal time, I had a girlfriend the most of the time. Um, and so that wasn't being discussed, uh, during my, my time with F meal time, I wasn't looking for other or girls for, for for that leverage to come about, you know, it's um, all about timing, isn't it? Always about timing, but uh, you know, I don't regret it. And then afterwards it's happened a few times where I'm, I'm noticed on the, on the street and we just strike up a conversation. Um, or it's kind of, it's kind of just like the ultimate icebreaker, you know, um, where like you're, you got that first awkward one out of the way. Now you can just talk about anything else. Um, now I'm not inside the girl's head, so I don't know, how many times uh, my conversation was the thing that led us to continue seeing each other, or you know, she just liked the fact that uh, I was a public figure and she could recognize me. Um, but I'd like to think that my conversation did the trick. I think and, for sure it's your conversation that does the trick. You know, I, I made them like me more, more for me, and not for who they thought of me right you probably get recognized more a lot more by dudes in their mid to late 20s i would imagine out in public than the ladies yes that's true that's true (laughs) Uh, that was not the question no it wasn't also minimized the opportunities as well because our core demographic are like 26 year old guys who are a little bit overweight and you know saying that nicely (laughs) wearing wearing a 13 year old metallica shirt that needs to be washed and have a very big ponytail Man, when you said at the beginning of this show, know your audience, you know specifically. Your I audience. know it, yeah. and I love them. Um, they're, but you know, they they know that they're not girls. That's true. That's true. All they right, last it. one. Last one. Because we're, we're running way long here. This is fun, and I'm sure people love it. But we got to say something for part two when you come back in a few months or whatever. Absolutely. You can. You, you can just, man- just break this up into part two, and you don't release it for three months. Right, and then everything we talk about is just completely outdated. It's yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Totally done. Uh-huh. You're a man who likes a drink. I've enjoyed a couple of those with you. It's obviously been part of your online persona as well. 
You can only drink one type of alcohol for the rest of your life. One brand, one type of liquor, one type of beer. You can only get one for the rest of your days. What do you pick? Four loco. The original or the, the new version? The original. What are you talking about? The new version has all the good stuff out. They took out the energy. They took out the caffeine. How are you supposed to get to a level that you need to be if you only have good stuff in it? You don't have all that stuff that might make you die. Do they even have the, the original out anymore? I thought they ran out after they stopped making it. Yeah, they ran out because I bought the last 100,000 cases. <laughs> so, so that's why you're going to drink that for the rest of your life is because you just have this vested interest. All your financials are, are in, in the cans. Yeah, they're underground in a in a safe, and you'll never get it. That's great. Good answer. Good answer. It's the best of both worlds for your drinking issues. Um, all right, Alex, one more time. <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you and what they can look what forward they, to from you. Where they can find me in real life? Uh, no, you don't have to do that online, your handles okay. and stuff again. Unless you want that, people to find you in real life. That's your choice, man, your life, your world. I, I do want them to find me. But I want to give them such a big hint to tell them where to find me. More of a scavenger I, hunt. I, yeah, it's a challenge. Find me. I dare you. <laughs> and if you do, I'll give you a big high five and we'll go to the pharmacy and we'll get bread. We'll get Nutella. We'll go back to my house and we'll grill some Nutella sandwiches. Open up a can uh, of Four Loco and right. have a night. No, so I, go I ahead. I like so, discourage people from wanting to come. Yeah, maybe. Right, so okay, give so the handles one more time. Plug, give your plugs yeah, in. Yeah, so you can find me at the Alex Perot or at Sports Manias or at an undisclosed location somewhere on earth and I hope you find me that way. Alright, well good luck. Alex, thank you so much for swinging by, man. Enjoy the rest of your time up in uh, Montreal before you head back to Miami and we'll be checking you out uh, online for sure and I hope to have you back on the show at some point again and we'll talk uh, part two, wrestling questions only. Perfect. Hey, you know when I said at Sports Manias, also if you want to see video, like actual videos, youtube.com slash sports manias there you go and that's my la that's the last word you know why because stone cold said so yeah because the alex poro said so <laughs> see you next <laughs> week guys thanks for listening and i'll do better next time bye see you next week <laughs>